Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Life in Sav's Eyes podcast. I am Savannah, and this is the place where I talk about whatever I want, whenever I want. Just a great place to listen to me rant. I literally had one person listen to my last podcast episode, so, I mean, I don't know that anybody enjoys this, but I'm going to keep it going. I love it. I love recording podcasts. Um, I'm trying to polish up my podcast a little bit. I'm going to add music to the intro and the outro. Obviously, it's royalty-free, just stuff that Anchor already has recorded. Maybe one day I'll pay somebody to record something cool and unique that's all my own, but right now I'm just going to use what I have available to me on my college student budget. (laughs) Um, I also am going to try to be more consistent with getting these episodes out. I have planned I want to post a new episode of the podcast every Thursday. Thursday mornings, I'll have them go up at like 5 a.m. Mountain Time. Most of my listeners are in Mountain Time. That's like 7 a.m. New York Time, 4 a.m. L.A. Time. So... Yeah. Wherever you listen, I think that'd be a perfect time to put them on there. I can't think of anybody who has a podcast that goes up on Thursday or anything on Thursday. Thursday just kind of seems like one of those drag days where it's like I'm so close to Friday, but yet I'm so far at the same time. And it's like, maybe this will be a good pick-me-up for you. So I plan on having a podcast every Thursday and once a month... Maybe not having a podcast, but instead doing a blog post or doing podcasts and then adding blog posts when I get them written. I'm still trying to figure it out, but I'm trying to be more consistent, get a consistent schedule. I like recording these. I've listened back on a couple of my old ones and I enjoy that. I also personally enjoy podcasts and I'm always listening and I feel like the smaller podcasts, the ones that don't have a ton of listeners are the best ones to listen to because you literally can reach out to the person who you're listening to and communicate with them like they're not far out of reach. There's this podcast I listen to. It's a teacher podcast. And it's these two teachers. And they're local to my city. And they're so awesome. And they said their listenership is like 60. Estimated listenership is 60 people. But I literally feel like I could message them right now. And they'd message me back. Like, they're my besties. Compared to some of the bigger podcasts I listen to. It's like, there's so many people listening It's just, they don't know that I'm here and that I'm listening. So I enjoy the smaller podcasts. I enjoy all of you who listen to me rant and rave. And I hope you all enjoy. I also want some feedback. I want to know what you guys want to hear. I want to know if weekly sounds good or if it's too much. If I do every other week. Because really, I want you guys to enjoy listening as much as I enjoy listening to other people's podcasts. Anyway, today's topic is driving. I am going to tell you the story of me getting my license 
and getting over driving anxiety and actually driving a car (laughs) because it took me a very long time to get over myself and drive a car. Driving always was one of my major anxiety triggers. I wanted the freedom that came with driving so it wasn't a situation where I'm waiting outside for my mom to come get me because that gave me anxiety and waiting on my like if my mom wanted me to go now I'd have to go then you know I wanted the independence of driving because not having that independence gave me anxiety but driving gave me even more anxiety so anxiety is just a party you can have multiple anxiety issues that intertwine with each other and cause problems it's just it's not fun I if I don't know. If you don't have anxiety, thank your blessings. Count your blessings. Thank thank whoever. Just <laughs> whatever higher being you believe in, thank them for that blessing because anxiety sucks. Anyway, I had horrible driving anxiety. And in Utah when you're 15, I think this is most states... But in Utah, when you're 15, you can get a learner's permit. And you go in, you take a written test, and they give you a permit that says, hey, you can drive. And you have to have that permit for six months before you get your license or until you turn 16. And then you have to meet a certain number of driving hours and all that fun stuff and freeway driving and night driving and day driving and all this stuff. Oh my gosh. Permit gives me a headache. The freaking permit test. So I didn't take the permit test till I was 15 and a half. Just because um, the place to take the test is like 45 minutes to an hour away from my house. The DMV. The place you take. The DMV. Oh my gosh. It's, like I said, it's like 45 minutes to an hour away from my house. I was, again, nervous about driving. I didn't study. All that stuff. And I went out and took it six months after I turned 15. So six months before I turned 16. So that I could meet the requirement and get my license on my birthday. Well, I failed that test. And I proceeded to fail it three more times. Two more times. I failed it three times total. And I got my learner's permit when I was 16 and a half. Every time I failed the permit test, it was like my anxiety was high. I That was a time where I really struggled with depression, so it was like... Every time I didn't get it, I was upset that I didn't get it and would cry and struggle. And then, like I said, it was like I was mourning and then my anxiety shot up because I was embarrassed I didn't pass and all of this fun stuff. But I finally passed it when I was 16 and a half and that meant I had to have it for six months. So I wasn't going to get my license till I was 17, which at this point my anxiety is through the roof. I didn't care. Now, at this point, I had driven a car a couple of times, not on the main road because I didn't have a permit, but I drove, like, in the parking lot, and it was like I would touch the gas just a little bit, and then I'd immediately hit the brake hard. 
Then I'd touch the gas, hit the brake. Touch the gas, hit the brake. And I wouldn't ever turn the wheel. Like, I'd just have a death grip on the wheel, and I wouldn't ever turn it. Like, my mom, one time... I don't remember this period of my life 100%. That's, like, peak depression. And I swear, depression amnesia is real. (laughs) So I don't remember... I remember this vaguely, but my mom tells me that when I was driving, it was like, one day I was driving in the middle school parking lot, and it was like, I'd hit the gas, hit the brake, hit the gas, hit the brake, but I wouldn't turn the wheel, and there was one car in the parking lot, and I was going straight for said car, very slowly, hit the gas, touch the brake, hit hit the, touch the gas, hit the brake, touch the gas, hit the brake, not turning the wheel, literally was like, going straight for that car, and my mom was like, oh my gosh, I swear, so it was painful, um, I got my permit, like I said, which meant that I could drive on the main road, and my dad was all for it, he's like, let's get you out on the main road, let's get going, and like I said, I was terrified, I wanted to spend more time in the parking lot, trying to get it figured out, and my dad was like, no, we're going on the main road, And so he'd take me at four in the morning when the roads were dead and make me drive. And I freaked out the first little bit, didn't want to do it. Did a lot of hitting the gas, hitting the brakes. I meant hitting the brakes anyway. Um, Just was torture, but eventually I got the hang of it. I was driving pretty well. I was getting my hours in. And I signed up to take driver's ed that November. So we started driving that summer. I got my permit. And like I said, I had gotten pretty good, comfortable, and I signed up to take driver's ed in November of that same year. So just a couple months difference. Um, Driver's ed, the way it works in where I live, is you sign up through your high school, but you have to do it either in the morning for a month where you come in every morning at like five o'clock and sit and do driver's ed, or you do after school for two weeks, but you stay longer if you do it after school. And then you could do it in the summer where it's like for one week, but you're there every day, all day doing driver's ed. Which, oh my gosh. And I know some schools do it where you can take it as a class. Ours does it that way. And those classes fill up so quick. So even though I had felt comfortable by the time school started, I had to wait till November because that's the soonest opening. And I also wanted a morning class because morning fit better with my schedule than afternoon. So I signed up. I took driver's ed. I was feeling really comfortable. I was like, okay, I can get my license probably before my 17th birthday. As I was taking driver's ed, right around the time I was taking driver's ed, my mom and dad had picked me up at the high school to take me home. Like, it was the end of the day. And we're driving home. We're going the back way because it was easier to go the back way, even though it was longer 
than going the front way because high schoolers didn't know how to freaking drive a car. It was like hitting their brakes every two seconds. A mess. Anyway, so we were taking the back way and over on the back way there was a crosswalk. And my dad stopped at the crosswalk because there were kids in the crosswalk. And some girl who had gone to my high school rear-ended my dad. I don't think she was paying any attention whatsoever. Anyway, she rear-ended my dad. And that was my very first car accident ever. And it scared me. It had heightened my anxiety. My driving anxiety had mellowed and I was like feeling good about driving for the first time in a year. And then that happened and I was like, I'm not driving ever. Because it was a whole lot that happened. Her car completely crunched and was totaled. Um, My mom got out and yelled at her for being on her phone. I was like, dang it, I don't want to get yelled at if I accidentally hit somebody. And it was also the anxiety of being hit. Because my dad didn't do anything wrong, but yet he got hit. And before, my anxiety was, oh, what if I hit somebody? What if I hit something? Now it's, it became, what if someone hits me? I can't control them. And it was this huge anxiety surge issue. Anyway, um, I didn't do well with that. And actually, a month after that accident, we got rear-ended again in my mom's car. Leaving the high school, it wasn't as bad. It was very slight. And we didn't call the cops and report it or anything. It was fine. But that one also scared me even more because I was kind of getting over the other one. And then that one happened. And I'm like, I literally am never driving a car again. So it was a good year of that just freaking out anxiety attack. Like, I do not want to drive a car. And my parents this whole time are like, come on, you're 17, 17 and a half, almost 18. You need to drive a car. And I didn't want to. I was like, no. I'm like, I want the freedom that comes with driving a car, but I don't want to drive a car because I don't want to get hit. And I don't want to hit somebody else. And I don't want to just all this anxiety around driving a car. Well, my parents forced me into taking my driver's test. And at this point, I hadn't been driving regularly in a while because just my anxiety was through the roof. This was in September of the next year. So at this point, I was 17, almost 18. And I did my driving hours with the instructor. I had taken the driving test. And I failed my driving test. Yeah, I felt it. The stupid instructor took me down a busy street in our town that currently was under construction, literally was torn apart in some spots. He took me down that road and told me to turn in this weird spot and it was early in the morning and dark and I couldn't see and I hit a cone. But that that's an automatic fail. Like you hit anything, it's an automatic fail. So I had failed my test. I kind of blamed him for that though cuz why in the world would he take me down that road? <laughs> like I had family and friends that are experienced drivers and they're like, "I do not take that road right now cuz it's a mess." 
And he took me down that road and, oh my gosh. But I was so embarrassed that I had failed my test. I didn't know of anybody who had failed their test. Um, I was mad at the instructor. Everyone said that he was an automatic pass. If you go with him, you'll automatically pass. And I failed. And I, like I said, I was very embarrassed. I... And it was back to, like, I don't want to drive. This is stupid. And at this point, I had picked out a car, and my parents had bought it. In between when I started driving with the instructor to get, because you have to have so many instructor hours. So I started driving with the instructor. Between then and when I took the test, which was like two, three weeks, my parents had bought a car for me. And it's one that I picked out. Little Honda Accord, and it was a stick shift. I, we were looking at cars for me, we had, we had stopped to look at a car in a dealership lot and I saw my car back behind and I walked over and I looked at it and it was the right price of what my parents were looking to spend. It was a Honda. I really wanted a Honda because growing up we always had Hondas and they were very reliable. They didn't break down as often. I wanted a Honda, it was a Honda, it had good mileage, it was a good price, but it was a stick shift. And I saw that it was a stick, I'm like, oh, it's a stick. My dad's like, I'll teach you how to drive stick. I'm like, cool, let's get the car. So I had also gotten this car that was stick shift. (laughs) And I had gotten a car, everything. I literally had taken the day off of school because I'd gotten all my homework and everything because I was like, I'm going to go to the DMV and get my license and then we're going to celebrate. And then I didn't even freaking pass my test, which was so embarrassing and annoying. And once you fail the test, you have to go in and take it at the DMV with a DMV certified instructor and see if you pass. And we had made an appointment, but they were really far out. So my appointment was like the first of November. And during that time, we really, really focused on learning the stick. And that was the greatest thing for me as a driver is getting a stick shift. Because even when I was, every time I drove an automatic, I always worried about the people around me what they were going to do. If someone was going to rear end me, if someone was going to sideswipe me, if someone was going to. I never really worried about me because I felt comfortable that I could drive a car, but I was worried about everybody else around me. With a stick shift, I was more focused on getting the car to drive and not stall out than I ever was about anybody around me. And that took my focus off of, that took my anxiety away from everybody else and put it on me. And that helped me to drive. And that was the best thing. Anyway, like I said, I was learning how to drive a stick at this time. I went out, took my driver's test. No. Okay, let me go back. I went out to take my driver's test. And they pulled up my records. And the lady goes, hmm, it says here you passed your driver's test. I'm like, what? No, he failed me. He said he failed me. And she's like, no, it says right here that you passed. And then she clicked on it. She goes, 
but you have a score of zero, which is not how that works. And they called the high school and um, they got it all figured out. But by the time they got it all figured out, I had missed my appointment. And so I didn't take my driver's test that day. And I was mad because I wanted to take my test, get my stupid license, let this whole thing go. Even if my mom was the one driving me everywhere, at least I had a license. People could shut up about it, right? And while I was in there, they informed me. They're like, oh, your permit's expired. And I'm like, what do you mean my permit's expired? It's not, it shouldn't be expired for another six months. They're like, no, it's expired. You need to take another test. You can't renew it. And so I had to take the permit test for a fifth time. Thankfully, I passed it this time. It took me four tries at the permit test to get my permit the first time. And then the second time after I'd taken driver's ed, I passed it. But that was, that was so freaking annoying. I had to freaking get a new permit. And then they had remade me an appointment for like mid-November. I went in. I did this appointment. I had to drive my dad's car because they don't provide cars. Like the high school has driver's ed cars that you drive. Um, the DMV doesn't. Like you have to bring your own car. So I was driving my dad's car. I almost backed into a car. I didn't. <laughs> Which is good. I had to freaking parallel park perfectly. When I drove with the high school, it was like, okay, do, like, try and parallel park. And if you couldn't do it after a little bit, it was like, okay, let's move on. You lost some points. But they made me sit there and do it till I did it perfectly. And it was in between two cones. And if I hit the cone even a little bit, I knew I would have failed my test. Anyway, I passed my driver's test that time. I got my stupid driver's license. Um... And then, this was November. End of November, I got my driver's license. It was like two days before Thanksgiving. And then, over Christmas, my mom, we really, really worked on driving my stick shift. My mom told me, she's like, I don't care if you stall in the middle of the street. You're driving this thing. And I drove it everywhere. I practiced. I got so good at it. But I did stall in the middle of the street a couple times, making left-hand turns. And I always was terrified that somebody was going to hit me. Anyway, it took me a good six months to feel comfortable driving a stick and not to stall. And during those six months, I wouldn't go into town. I would just drive like right around my house and I didn't go into town, into town till that summer. But now I drive without a problem driving. It's second nature. I don't even think about it anymore. It used to be I had to time exactly how quick I hit the gas when I put it into first gear and let off the brake. Like, put it, hit the gas, let off the brake. I had to time it perfectly. Now I don't even think about it. I just do it. And it's, everything's just second nature, which is crazy to me. But I remember that gave me the worst anxiety, the fact of driving, everything like that. And it, it was hard. And for some reason, I got on the side of TikTok not that long ago of people who 
are adults that don't have their driver's license. They're scared to drive. And that's why I wanted to kind of make this episode. I wanted to, one, because I wanted to explain just how insane it was for me to get a driver's license. And then I wanted to let people know who struggle with driving, get a freaking stick shift. It literally made the world a difference for me. I was no longer concerned about everybody else. I was worried about me because that's what my anxiety was as other people. I could control me. I knew how to be a good driver, but I couldn't control everybody else. And yeah, get in a stick shift and then you're not constantly worried. It was the best thing that I could have done. Anyway, that's my crazy driving story. I don't think I left anything out. I'm trying to think. I think that's it. Yeah. I got my driver's license a month before I turned 18. Party town. But hey, I know how to drive a stick shift and a lot of people don't. And that's always my fun fact at things. I'm like, and I drive stick shift every day. And I always get people who ask me to teach them. I've never taught anybody how to drive stick shift, but I always get asked. And yeah. I, like I said, I am trying to get more episodes out. I had so much fun recording this. If you want any other specific stories or topics to talk about, let me know. I feel like a lot of what I'm going to be talking about lately is teaching because that's what I do every day in my life. And I have stories of funny things kids said or things that I want to implement or just talking in general. So it might be a lot of teaching But I can always incorporate other things if you guys are interested. Just let me know on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok, wherever. So my social medias, I am at Life and Sav's Eyes everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, those are the three. I have a Pinterest too. I never use it, but I have a Pinterest. And then my blog is at www.lifeandsavseyes.com. That's where I talk about things going on in my life. I share tips, tricks, just kind of a more written form instead of a spoken form. If you're down for that. Anyway, I love you guys. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. Bye.